Hallelujah. Good morning. Just a couple things before I start. Seth, the violin player, you, <laughs> this man of God over here, you need to go wireless with your instruments <laughs> because God's going to give you more freedom to dance and jump around this stage and you can't be contained by cables, man. Come on, it's time. I, 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 I felt, I saw when you got first service, you were like dancing around, and I said, you know what, we're just going to sit back because we ain't going anywhere. The Holy Spirit's going to take over, and I believe that that's more that's coming to this house, and you know, you're tethered, and God wants you untethered. I, I just, this is, sounds crazy, but I want, I, I, the Lord wants you untethered, man, and because God is doing something great in this church with worship. We're just, we're just blown away, you know? I want to also say to this church, pre-COVID, my wife and I were in 45, 46 churches a year from Alberta, Canada, uh, British Columbia, all through Canada, all through the United States. And out of those 45 churches, there are only two churches that do what you guys do in a pre-service gathering. One is Pastor Ron Steinbrenner's church in Edmonton, Alberta. Very good friend of mine. Seats 1,800 people in there. It's an incredible place. We've got a great... And they have a pre-service prayer. I thought we were in a service. There's 500 plus people in this huge room before the service. We come here and I'm like, wow, that's two churches out of 45 that don't even do a pre-service prayer. They do pre-service coffee. What I love about this church is you combine the caffeine with the prayer. You do both. It's so awesome. And the other thing I want to say, because I know it's going to get crazy in here um, by the time we go, and I, I, I just want to say on behalf of my wife Sharon and I, uh, how blessed this has been. Uh, what a great church. What a great hosting church. What, what great hearts truly named the right name, this church, heart of the city. And I just want you to know that, you know, we don't say this just because we want to get on the good side at J.O., you know, Pastor J.O. or anything. We're in a lot of churches. A lot of churches are compromising. What we see here is a Daniel church, a, a church that won't compromise. And um, one of my friends refers to me as a relic. Yes, I am a relic. Because I believe in everything this says. And I believe everything that the church should be. And this church is a perfect example of what the bride of Christ should look like what the church should look like. She's right here. I've never said that in another church except for Ronsteinbrenner's church. Don't stop 
what you're doing. Now, I'm going to set my timer because I was a bad boy the first night. This is a fresh word. Fresh word. Oh, boy, this song's going to kill me. This is my favorite song. <laughs> uh, gratitude is just awesome. You know, I asked the Lord, what's been going on here? Because I have to tell you, Sister Giselle and I, we haven't ministered in over a decade together. And it was Danny, her, and I. And I says, what's going on here? And he says, you're experiencing the close encounters of the Holy Spirit. That's what we're experiencing here. My wife never cries during prophetic words, and I've looked down so many times and seen her crying when Sister Giselle has been prophesying, when I've been prophesying. Sharon is very, very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. There's times we're in a church, and the musicians get going, and she's just plastered on the altar, and pastor will go, your wife okay? Yeah, don't worry about her. She's fine. It's a sign that you have tapped into heaven. She's sensitive. But I woke up this morning, and the Lord said to me, you're not going to believe this. What do you see, Charlie? And I, and I said, I answered, I answered him with a question. What are you doing? And what do you want me to understand, Lord? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to see? In my, he took me right to the scripture, 1 Kings 8.43. And it says, Elijah said to his servant Ahab, look toward the sea. The servant left. And when he came back, he said, I looked, but I didn't see anything. And Elijah, uh, Elijah said, go look seven more times. Seven, the number of perfection. He came back and he said, I still don't see anything. And I believe many people today are saying the same thing. I don't see anything. I don't. But God sees. And in Revelation 3.18 it says, And anoint your eyes with eye salve that you might see. And that word anoint means to simply smear the anointing oil on your eyes. says to him, go again seven more times. See, we're not only to anoint our eyes to see, but we're to be persistent. The church in general is losing its persistence. It's losing its desire to press in. It's almost like throwing up the white flag and I'm going to say something to you when you stop looking inability will set into your heart God has put items of value in each and every one of us and we're supposed to guard. God wouldn't put something in our hearts of value if he didn't expect us to guard them. But Satan comes not to rob those things of value. Believe it or not, 
I'm, I'm praying this morning. Sharon's in the shower. I wrote this this morning. I, I just couldn't, I'm, and I didn't bring my computer with me, so I had to do it all on my phone. And I said, Lord, what are you talking about? And, and he says, Satan comes to put doubt in you. Doesn't come after your checkbook. Doesn't come after your savings account. Doesn't come, he, he doesn't even sometimes come after your children. Well then, if he comes and puts the doubt in them, what's he after? I'll tell you what he's after. If he can get your confidence, he's got everything you own. He's got everything of value you own. The Bible says to lean not upon our own understanding. Every morning I get up and I say, Lord, I can't get through today without you. Holy Spirit, I need you to be in every conversation I have. Lord, I need you to be wherever. As a matter of fact, Lord, if you could go before me, I would really appreciate it and make a way where there seems to be no way. You know, one of the... So I throw up my hands and I praise you again and again. Every morning, right, Sharon, we get right into, we read our Bible, we, we read our commentaries, we throw worship on, and we raise up our arms and we praise the Lord before we even walk out of the house. The hope of this world resides in people who will humbly Surrender and submit to the life of God moments by moment by moment by moment. The key to changing our communities, you ready for this? Is to first change your heart to seek His presence every day, every waking moment that you have. We, you and I, have been anointed to see. We should not be saying, I can't see anything. We've been anointed to see. That is such an awesome privilege. You know, I looked it up in the Message Bible this morning. It says, and buy medicine for your eyes from me so that you can see, really see. What does the church, what does God really want the church to see? Can I tell you? Lord, give me fresh prophetic word for this church this morning. I almost fell on the floor. Because I had something all ready to preach. And God says, tell them there's people out there in the cold. There's people out there that can't afford to put food on the table. We need to pray. But my prayers need legs. I don't know about yours. But my prayers need legs. My prayers need action. You know what I ask every morning? Lord, direct my steps. So you got to know your word. Lord, be a lamp under my feet. Lord, lead me where I should go. You know, I'm just going to tell a real quick story here. When we first started the warehouse... I said, I was driving in and the Lord said, see that guy over there? I go, yeah. Laying on the sidewalk in the middle of January. So I go over to him, pull over. I said, sir, are you okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. He goes, I was just out walking. I needed a little rest. 
And I said, um, can I buy you a coffee? He goes, yeah. So I buy him a coffee, talk to him about Compassion Coalition. He goes, can I come and see your place? I go, sure, no problem. You know, got flannel shirt, big red and black flannel hunting jacket on and fleece pants and everything. A little strange, scraggly beard. He goes, what do you all do here? I tell him what we did. He goes, okay. Three years later, say three years. I get a call from the community foundation of our area. And they said, uh, there's a man that left you Compassion Coalition money for the next 15 years. $10,000 a year to feed at Thanksgiving and Christmas Christmas hams and turkeys. And I said, who is the guy? And they told me his name. And I says, I don't know who he is. And they said, in his bequeath to this community foundation, he said, Reverend Sweet is not going to remember my name, but tell him he's the guy that he found on the street laying on the sidewalk that he took to coffee and toured Compassion Coalition. The guy was a multimillionaire. To this day, we still, I mean, that 15 years hasn't run out. Who needs to hear from you today? A coworker? A neighbor? Someone on the street? A teacher? A government official? A drug addict? A depressed person? How about a family member? Sharon and my resolve is to serve God and to deliver Christ wherever we go. That's, that's who we are. And you know what? Our confidence will not be shaken. Paul was in prison. He was shut down. But he was still convinced that no matter what the circumstance looked like, he was not going to give in. His confidence wasn't going to be shaken. He was bound, but he was convinced that, and he was confident that God was going to come through because God is his rock. You and I need to be confident in the Lord that he will put us in the right place at the right time, at the right circumstance. (laughs) This church, and here it is, this is the word. This church is in part two of your adventure. Don't worry about writing it down. I'll send it to you. You're in part two of your adventure. Ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Come on. God says it's time to recommit. I'm sorry. I'm just telling you what the Lord said. He said, it's t- tell them it's time to recommit their walk with God. I'm like, what does that mean? He goes, Charlie, just like you re-up contracts and everything, he says, in my, in my church, in the body, he says, you got you to gotta recommit to the next season because there's seasons in my church. You might have committed to season five or season one. This church is in season five and you're sitting there going, yay, good job. No, get off the bench. Put on whatever sneakers or whatever running shoes you wear and get back in the game. Step out in faith. This church has been on, I couldn't believe it. He goes, tell them they've been on a great adventure but it's about to get better. 
You have stood in awe of what God has done, and, and you rightfully so should be standing in awe of what God has done. And it's been truly amazing. What you've seen in these past five years has been a manifestation of God's mighty hands upon this house. (laughs) But what you're about to see is bigger, bigger manifestation of the hand of God on your city. (laughs) And the world tells you, right now especially, don't reach out. Don't try to do something better. It's not worth it. Well, if God is calling you to be an extraordinary church, let me ask you this. Why try to fit in when you and I were born to stand out? Come on now. If you want extraordinary in your life, Find out what ordinary is and don't do it. Come on. God is challenging you this morning. I, I tell you what, I got done with this and I said, I can't bring this word. I'm just going to go back to the other one. And the Lord said, No, you're not. No, you're not. God is not going to come and knock on your door and say, come on. God is telling you this morning, just do it. Be ready in season, out of season. Don't don't wait for someone to say, sign up. Go to your leaders. Go Go to whoever. I am here reporting for duty. I want to I wanna be everything that God has called me to be. Why? God is placing more of his grace. He's putting a greater deposit on this house. His hand of glory is on this house. His eyes are focused on this place. His glory, his Shekinah glory is falling upon this house in 2022. And if you know what Shekinah glory is, It is a glory that comes and does not leave. Find it not strange that there might be days, oh man of God, you won't even be able to preach. I know the word has got to go forth, but the presence of God, we were singing this last song. I couldn't read the sound. There was a cloud in the spirit like I've never seen before. Don't, you know what? When the presence of God comes, everybody wants to do kooky things. Got to prophesy. Got to sing a song of the Lord. No, just stand where you are. Because God told me this morning, this altar is holy ground. Holy ground. Signs, wonders, miracles are going to take place. I saw it the other night, and I walked in here this morning, and there was drug paraphernalia, there were needles, there was bags, there was, there was marijuana, there was, it was, the altar was littered with it, with alcohol bottles and, and everything, and, and, and crutches and wheelchairs, and, and I said, Lord, what is that? And he says, all going to go in the crusher, because the crusher, the Holy Spirit, has already crushed it out of their hearts and their lives and their souls. God says, because 
You have taken what I have given you to do. The anointing on this house in the presence of God is going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. Why? The Lord has a plan for this city. God is creating a new hunger and a new thirst in each and every one of you as the deer panteth after the water. So my soul longs after you. You know what? You got a next steps program here for individuals. God says, I got a next step program for this church. God's got a plan. And I want you to know the conditions are perfect. God says he's put this church in perfect position to totally take this community spiritually and to become a model for this community, even for other churches, Pastor J.O. God is already allowing you to take over so many levels of authority in this place. But God said to tell you there's a new mentality coming. There's a new thinking that's coming. I just got to say what the Lord said to me this morning. He says, you're going to have missionaries in this church. Not to go to foreign lands. To go around your city and surrounding cities. Bring in the gospel of God. Home missionaries. Home missionaries. And, and they're going to go to other cities. And the Lord said, you're not going to have enough of them, Pastor J.O., to go where they're going to need to go and the calls are going to start to come in. We can't minimize the potential of what we see because what we're seeing is from God. You know, 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, the natural man cannot perceive the things of the Spirit. A spiritually minded person can see potential. They can see that God is on their side and they have confidence in God. And I'm here to tell you tonight, God says, <laughs> what Elijah did here. Elijah says in verse 44, oh, Yes, a cloud. It's a very small cloud. No bigger than someone's hand rising up out of the sea. What did he say in the beginning? Elijah says, look toward the sea. Look toward, I, I take the sea as the presence of God. Look towards the presence of God. What do you see? What do you see? I'm not going to say I don't see anything anymore. I'm not going to say it's not going to rain. It's going to rain in this church like you've never seen it rain before. 
And God says, there's something inside of you that is more valuable than you could ever think or dream of, says the Lord your God. So the Lord says, get ready, O man and women of God and children of God. This is just the beginning of your new adventure, says the Lord your God. It is a season of planting again, plowing, planting, watering, plowing, and planting, says the Lord your God. You need to get ready. Come on, this section needs to wake up. Come on. You need to let the Spirit of God start to come in your bodies and in your spirits and in your souls. This church is about to embark on a venture that you have never seen before. Listen, I'm a builder. I've built churches. I have built uh, inner city grocery stores. I know the smell of construction and the smell of construction as it was confirmed is on this house. It's a natural and a spiritual construction. Get ready, says the Lord your God, for with this Shekinah glory and with this presence that is about to fall, says the Lord, it's going to affect the marriages. It's going to affect the marriages that are struggling. Know this, says the Lord your God, uh, the two that I put together, let no man or circumstance come and try to separate it, says the Lord. This is a year of new beginnings for this church. This is a year that he's wiping the slate clean, says the Lord your God. And he's about to write a new chapter in each and every one of your lives, says the Lord your God. This church is on the very prefatice, says the Lord your God, of not only breaking through, but going over the top, says the Lord your God. Get ready, says the Lord. Favor is coming with government officials. Favor is coming with judges. Favor is coming with schools. You need to be ready. You have, you, listen, listen. You did this because you just didn't sit there. You put, you put legs and feet and arms and fingers and toes to your prayers. You should be commended today because you didn't sit back during a, a oh, don't get me going. You didn't sit back during all the baloney that's going on in our world today and say, oh, worries me. You stood up and said, we are the children of God. We have the angels on our side. We have the sword of the Spirit in our hands. We are not going to be defeated. We're going to take back what the enemy has stolen. Come on. The Word of God says whatever the enemy steals, he's got to pay back two times. Another place, it says whatever he steals, he's got to pay back seven times. How about we not put a number on it and just let him play it back? Come on. Come on. I'm glad you're standing. I'm glad you're standing. It's going to rain. You got to pray for the rain. It's coming. I hear the noise. I hear it in the distance. It's not too far off. Oh, no. You mean we're going to have to get busy again? Yes. The Selah moment is over with.
Well, you know, I already did two tours of duty. Re-enlist! I prayed for a guy in the lobby before we even started first service this morning. I said, retirement is not an option. You don't retire from God. Oh, everybody's on me. You know, Charlie, your health, your health. Don't prophesy my health on me. Through my God, all things are possible. By the way, if anything happens to me, I want to go down doing this. What better way to go? There he was. There he is. Toe tag him. He's home. Come on. I'm going to leave you with this question. We're going to pray. God says this church is a legacy church. Legacy. Legacy. It's a legacy church. What legacy are you leaving your children? your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. You know what I ask people? Because someone asked me this question. What are people going to say about you when you're gone? I'm not in it. Sharon and I are not in it. Let me tell you something. Giselle will tell you. Her and Danny traveled the world. I've been to 36 nations. Sharon's been that along with me travel is not glamour yet God has used us we're not in it for the glamour we're in it because this is what God has called us to do stand firm in the convictions of the Holy Spirit don't be pushed back Don't be knocked over. I think I said this five years ago. I'm going to say it again. This is a church of weebles. Can knock you over, but you won't fall down. Something big is coming to this church. It's big. It's bigger than you even thought. You've had... I'm telling you, it's very, I'm just going to say this. Finances are going to start to fall into this church from unknown sources like nobody's business. Business people, people of, because God says everything you do forward is going to be debt free. <laughs> debt free. Oh, you all clap now. But when pastor goes, debt free, suddenly your wallets and purses get locked up. This is a giving church. This is a giving church. This is a generous church. Don't go quiet on me now. Don't thwart the vision. What do I see? Should be your first question every morning. Jesus, help me see.
the person that needs help. Jesus, help me see the person that's suicidal. Jesus, help me see the person that's sick. Jesus, help me see the young person that needs a word. Honey, I want you up here. Come on. Sister Giselle, come on. Sharon, you got your anointer out. What's your name, honey? Caitlin, I even hate to ask you your age, but I'm going to ask. I was 15 yesterday. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah. Happy birthday. Hallelujah. Caitlin, are your parents here? I have my brother. Your brother? Where's your brother? Have your brother here. Where's your brother? Where's your brother? Who's your brother? Oh, wow. Come on, Caleb. Where is he? Oh, wow. Wow, come on. Where is he? Know this, says the Lord your God, that I am coming in a fresh new anointing to your life, for I have called you to be a worshiper, says the Lord your God, and the rain is about to fall down upon your life, says the Lord, and, and you're going to roar like a lion in the house of the Lord. Sharon, come and anoint her hands, please, and anoint her lips, please. Lord, we just thank you for Caitlin, Lord God Jesus, for she is going to step out where no one else steps out. Lord, I believe that she's going to be that lion of Judah. Sharon, come here a second, please. Hold this, would you please? For know this, says the Lord your God, that you will be a lion in the house of the Lord, and you will declare the lion of Judah. You will step into places where no one else steps because there's the boldness of a lion inside of you. Not a lioness, a lion, says the Lord your God. And you are going to go, and you're going to see signs, wonders, and miracles. Honey, I don't know. I'm going to see it in my lifetime, but I believe in the Lord tarries. You're going to see the dead raised. You're going to see. You're going to be part of it. You're going to be part of it. And it's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be fantastic because your faith has gone out so far. You, you, you've said, I, I can hear your voice. Lord, I hope, I hope. God says, now stop saying, I hope, I hope. Because hope is for today. Faith is for tomorrow. So start saying, I have faith for. I have faith for. I have faith for roar. I'm going to roar like a mighty lion. And when you roar, people are going to get, you're going to get people's attention. And all this baloney about people mocking you and laughing at you and putting you down. And, and even, I'm even going to say the word bullying you and everything. Know this, says the Lord your God. I'm dispensing angels around you that will keep you safe. We pray a hedge of protection around her mind. Her soul, her spirit, her heart, 
her physical body, that no disease will come upon her, that no harm will come upon her, just like you protected Job when Satan said, what about your servant Job? I can't touch him. And the Lord said, you can, you can do that. And Satan said, no, you got a hedge of protection. Even Satan knows. God puts a hedge of protection around us. And a hedge of protection is around you because you have been called to be a lion. You have been called to be a soul winner. You have been called to be a healer in the kingdom of God. Even though that you're young in years Oh, you are so precious You're gonna be known as a great writer I see scripts coming out of you I see you performing and I see you putting things together like other people can't. Sometimes it's even frustrating. <laughs> but God says, I've given you many abilities and I'm gonna use them. The Lord says, cover your ears to the people that will say negativity to you. Don't listen to them. Listen to me, the Lord says, because I am going to bring you out to bring you in. And fear will not be your portion. Insecurity won't be your portion because you're going to start seeing yourself the way I see you, says the Lord. It's been almost painful at times for you. You don't even like to look at yourself in the mirror sometimes. But the Lord says, I'm changing that. I'm changing that. Because you're beautiful and beautifully made. And you are precious and an intelligent woman. And people are going to seek you out. Even for your writing. They will seek you out. I want you to, Pastor, come over here, honey. I want you to lay hands on her because there's an impartation in writing, an ability that this young woman will have and will do. You will be like a mama to her. And the times that there's loneliness, and the times of confusion, you will speak to her and she will bring you out. There's been like a spirit of depression trying to take your mind and tell you it's over, take it away, give it up. But God says, no, honey, <laughs> if you could only see what I have for you. There'll be many books that will come out of you. 
there is a story to be tell and there's even a movie to be shown so get ready pastor pray for her Thank you, Jesus. I thank you for Caitlin, God, and uh, for the, the moments that she's had with you, the deep encounters that she's already had with you, and the promises even that she has already written about in her journal that Giselle has been prophesying, God, that are now coming to pass, God. Father, thank you that she knows now that you are speaking to her, and I thank you that there is a heavenly realm coming, God, that she will write from a heavenly realm. She will pull heaven down to earth in the pages of the books that she will write, God, and I thank you that many, many, many people will come into the kingdom in an unusual way. I just see your books in places like airports and places where people are like, what's this book? I'm going to take it on the airplane with me. And people just coming into an encounter with the Lord through the words, the dark places that the enemy tried to trap you in are going to be the places of release for people. God, I thank you that you are breaking bars of iron through Caitlin's life. God, the, the enemy will pay for every hard place that she's had to walk through, God. Thank you for her, God. I thank you for the anointing on her life, God, that it will flow. It'll flow. Caitlin's just going to flow. It's like you're going to need to buy a lot of pens. It's just going to flow and flow and flow. A lot of paper, a lot of pens. It's just going to all the writing, all the writing, all the writing, all the writing. It's just God's heart for his people. And, and God's going to have you start um, kind of stepping out in the area of the prophetic to it's tied with your writing. There's going to be words that you text to your friends. He's going to have you old school call people. You're going to have to call people because they're going to want need to hear your voice. And God's just going to speak comfort and consolation. And there is just something over the youth of this house. They're lifesavers. I see, too, that people that want to commit suicide are going to turn from that. They're going to turn from that just from you, from a phone call. You've got to start moving in the unctions of the Lord. He's been waking you up at night. Even if it's at night, make that phone call. Send that text in the middle of the night. And, Father, we thank you, Lord, for anointed heaven in crusted words through your daughter, Caitlin. Caleb, you protect your sister. That's right. You be there for her. You know, I know you're 18 and you're just getting ready to graduate. God has already put a fathering spirit inside of you. You be there for her. Have an open ear. Listen, even in the spirit. Amen. Glory to God. I want to speak to the violin player. The prophetic voice that is inside of you is just coming right through that instrument. And God says that you're going to prophesy. I believe you've already been doing it, but God is going to take you to a deeper level where you're going to prophesy with that instrument. And I'm telling you, I saw you playing. I saw you um, ministering with that violin. And I saw people standing at the altar and start to declare, I'm healed. I'm set free. I've been delivered. God says, 
a new boldness is coming upon you, says the Lord your God. I'm going to give you a new confidence that's going to take you beyond your expectation. God says, get ready. This is your year. No deficiencies in you. There is no deficiencies in you. There is nothing that you lack not to move forward in what God has got for you. You stop believing those lies. Stop listening to all those past voices that try to come and suck you down. It's like a super vacuum cleaner trying to suck you through the back door. Run to the front door and let that back door close, says the Lord your God in your life is going to be forever, ever in a new season. Pastor J.O., okay, I just feel in my spirit right now, I feel, man, I I keep saying, I don't want anybody to think I'm weird, but he is really here. I mean, he is here. I can feel the presence of, of him here. And I feel, this is not my house, and so I just feel that there are people here today we're walking with the Lord, but they're not really walking with the Lord like they used to walk. And 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 it's wonderful. I, I mean, we want to get people saved, but I feel that some people get rutted. I I was rutted. She's right here. She'll tell you. I said, sure, and if I, I got to go pump gas in a gas station, I'm going to do it because I don't know if I can go forward. I just want to lay under that broom tree and, you know, quesarasera, everything I preached against. And a friend called me and said, hey, God just spoke to me. Get off your butt and stop having a pity party and get back in the game. Because that's how God uses people. And I just feel right now, it's already afternoon. I feel there's people here That you said, you know what, I'm not walking. And you don't need to be embarrassed. I'm not walking. I'm not, I'm not doing what I know God would have me to do. And I'm missing my destiny because I'm not doing it. And I want to say to you this morning or this afternoon, whatever it is, don't leave this building. Come on, we always say, don't leave. You know, don't come in the same way you came in, blah, blah, blah. No, I'm telling you. We are in a season right now. This is life or death. We're in life or death decision-making places. And if you're here today, I don't want to embarrass you, but I don't want you leaving this building because this is a great place. This is a great well. I don't want you leaving this place. Sharon and I, this team, the people, we don't want you leaving here saying, I'm, I think I'm saved or I once was saved or I don't know what's happened to me. But God says this morning, Jesus says, I will meet with you this morning. I will, or this afternoon, I will touch your heart. I will rekindle the flame of your heart. I will, I will, you know what? Well, stop saying to yourself, I've done too many things wrong. How can I, you know, let me tell you something. When the prodigal son came running home, daddy ran out and met him and kissed, wrapped his arms around him and kissed him on the neck. He thought he was done. He was cooked. I'm telling you, we serve a God, a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, unlimited chances. Not that we should be doing it, but what I'm telling you is God loves you 
and you're here today and you're experiencing all of this and God says, are you willing to rededicate? We use the word re-engage. Rededicate your life to Jesus so that you can get back on track. You know the lovely story about the prodigal son? Nobody rebuked him. Put a robe on him, put a ring on him, and had a party. You know, didn't go back over his past. We're not here to go back over your past. We're here to rejoice that you're rededicating and you're getting re-engaged in the things of the Lord. So, I would like everybody, just please bow your heads. Can you turn the light down just a little on me here? Is that possible? We're not here to embarrass you, but I know there's people here, and I will be... I will, my favorite saying is, like a tick on a dog, I will not give up because I don't care if it's just one person. There's somebody here because I could hear the cry. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the call. Pastor, I'm here because I'm sitting here right now because my life, I knew the Lord. I was walking with the Lord, and, and I'm still kind of walking with the Lord, but I need to rededicate. I need to reengage. I know that's me. So if that's you, I want you to raise your hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see the hand. Hand, 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 hand. All right, put your hands down. I still feel there's a few more. So, Pastor, I know. I saw those hands go up. Now I know there's a group, and, and, and I need some support. So, you know, uh, I want to rededicate. If that's you, and you haven't already raised your hand, raise it. Because three, because Jesus wants you back. There it is. Bingo. There it is. Bingo. Bingo. Would you do me a favor? All you that raised your hands, I see it over there. All you that raised your hands, we don't want to embarrass you. We want you to come up front because we want to lay hands on you. And the congregation wants to celebrate with you. Come on. Come on. Look at this. Look at this. The congregation. Where's your prayer team? Where's your prayer team? Where's your prayer team? Come on. You know, one of the sentences of, or one of the part of the wordings of this song is, because all I have is a hallelujah. <laughs> Some days that's all I got is a hallelujah. But I'm not going to let the enemy rob and steal and take from me. Come on. Where's the prayer team of this house? Come on. Come on. Let's get, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Come on. Come on. Don't, let, don't you leave this altar so somebody lays a hand on you and prays with you.